United the Clans, Enoch, let's go. Yo, yo, uh, take me back to my reversion. Unite the clans, I give thanks to each person. It's that same holy water that we immerse in. It's that same tradition that we all each verse in. United we stand and divided they win. They united in their plans and the pride of their sin. If you think about it, they see us all for the same lands. Their biggest fear is that we all remain friends. I got love for Team Marsh and y'all podcast. I got love for Michael Matt fans. Ryan Grant, Rick, Verity, Flanders, Eric Sammons. Shout out to my boy, John Everton. Avoid Babylon. I got love for Anthony and Rob Speak On. If you try, you're persecuted the same for the weak heart. Our rules go way back before the Genesis of Greek art, sweetheart. Well, guys, I have no idea where Anthony is. I don't know when he's going to show up, when he's going to Don't be even here. listen to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I do a fast beer run, you got to admit. We were, we, were in the, we were in the green room a minute and a half before airtime. I was like, I got to go get beer. I ran to 7-Eleven and got back in four minutes. When you said, I'm going to run and get beer, I'm like, oh, he's going to run up to his fridge. Right <laughs> down the block, around the corner. But dude, 7-Eleven's close. Like, you pull... Out of my block, you make a right, and it's two blocks over. It's really close. How many, so uh, how many times did you get shot at on the way in there? Shot at? Well, it's 7-Eleven, I just assumed. What, you guys don't have 7-Elevens in, in Minnesota? Only in the most terrible, terrible neighborhoods. Get out of here, really? 7-Elevens no, are like real. Every, every block on Long Island. Oh, They're like, no, the, what do you guys have, Wawa? I mean, we have water. That's what we drink generally, yeah. No, you guys don't have Wawa's? That's like they have in Jersey. No. no. Steve, you're from Jersey. And... Steve, you got uh, you got Wawa's in Jersey, I think, right? 7-Eleven's guaranteed robbery. Really? You guys? That's so funny. Yeah, I, I mean, 7-Eleven's, I've never seen one. I wouldn't go in without carrying. <laughs> Get out of here, man. That's yeah. crazy. Oh, man. What a different world it is over here. Now, can you buy beer at gas stations in your state? Oh, no. No, no, no. No. Or even at grocery stores. Like, grocery stores will have a liquor section, but you have to literally leave the grocery store, walk a few feet down the sidewalk, and go in another door that's in the same building to shop in a liquor. Now, can you get beer. as much liquor or beer as you want, or do you only allow to buy a certain amount and have to keep coming back in? What? Why would, Guys, that would, here's why I say that. Because Pennsylvania... You're only allowed to buy a 12 pack of beer in Pennsylvania. So if you, and now, now what they'll do is they'll say, what about a hard like, so, liquor? I, I don't know. I don't know. Cause hard liquor, I think I've bought several bottles there. Yeah, I think I have. So like, well, we go to Pennsylvania for, to my uncle's house, right. right? So, but when we go to the store, if we want beer, what we'll do is we get the 12 pack, pay for it walk it leave it at the door as long as it's outside the door you put it outside the door and you come back in you can get another 12 pack. but they'll only ring you up for one 12 pack at a time and you have to actually take it what? physically outside of the store no it's crazy it's so stupid so especially like this the, like dry towns and stuff like that like there's dry towns in pennsylvania lancaster's a dry town there's um not in minnesota but when i was going to college and we would travel for rugby like there's places in Kansas and Oklahoma that were dry counties. So, you know, we would always stop on the way there to get our alcohol to have in the hotel room. Yeah, I don't think people fully appreciate what we do here. 
It's like every other um, Catholic show that I watch, it's like, yeah, it's like, well, today we're going to get to this. This is like me and Rob, are like, oh, so I went to 7 Eleven. 7 Elevens are scary. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Dude, we really do have some stuff to get to now. Rob has, Rob has not seen anything that happened with Project Veritas in the last two days. So I sent him today's video because I thought that was so outrageous. But um, what else? What else, We'll just give Rob a rundown of what happened yesterday. So, all right. So Project Veritas is amazing with the honeypots, right? So they get somebody to go on Tinder. Or now the latest thing is Grinder. So they get a gay guy to go. Just and wait until they. Never mind. I'm not. Never mind. Not going to go there. You have a better filter than I do because I probably would have blurred Ooh. that. I was just about <laughs> so, to. Just about to mention a certain someone from the Diocese of Lacrosse that worked for the USCCB. Yeah, maybe you better hold off. <laughs> I'll, oh, I know you. The, the the guy who was actually uh, what's uh, you could say his name. he was like the, the general name? secretary for the yeah, USCCB. Was general secretary, and then and then they, they tried to or something. They tried to disappear him for a little while, and now he's back in a parish. I hear. Yep. Um So the, uh, the so Project Veritas they, they do the honeypot. Now the thing is. <sighs> Any any sexual degeneracy is problematic because you think about it. How many guys have gotten uh, caught with things on their phone because they're so caught up in the thing they're doing that their brain forgets? That? How many guys have lost their lives, their jobs, their marriages because they slept with a coworker, things like that? Right? Uh, I've been the one working, one working for Project Veritas, painting all these men. <laughs> Stephen's sick. <laughs> He's been using his cat to lure them in. So the, the ends don't justify the means, Stephen. No, Stephen, they don't. I, I would, I would, I would wager that Veritas is using a legit gay guy. I mean, I would think. I mean, I, I don't know how you could how you act it otherwise. Yeah, I, I mean, even what if the guy like the, the way you lead him on is you gotta, you know, like when when the girl goes in, I'm sure the girl's well, like leading. I the don't guy know, on. Anthony, and I don't want to know. When the girl goes in and honeypots, I'm saying she'll go in and I'm sure she leads them on because they, they usually get them on the second and third date. So the video I sent you tonight shows a couple of clips from the first one. And the first one, you get this this guy who's so worked up and he thinks he's going to take this guy home. And he's like, uh, uh, well, at Pfizer, what we're doing is we're we're uh, evolving the virus to be more severe so that we can come out with a vaccine. Oh, look, wait. Okay, we finally replaced him, everyone. We finally got a decent co-host for this show. We should have we should have built up we should have built it up a little. Uh so here's our surprise guest, everybody. Built up, man. Nobody cares that I'm here. Built it up. I wanted to build the suspense. I told everybody in the chat I'm like, like I got a I got a big surprise for everybody. It's like C-list. C-list over here. <laughs> I so I'm to- we're, we're talking about the um, the Project Veritas video like that dropped. Did you see tonight's? Enoch? I did, yeah, I did, yeah. <laughs> All right, so Rob, why don't you bring this up? Let's 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 show I, this I video. I haven't seen it yet. I, Rob hasn't seen it yet. He has no idea what's going to happen on this video. You wait for a surprise. So, so this is with um, you said this is the second night where I would assume this guy think he's meeting the same guy from the last night. But yet, it's what's his name from Project Veritas there, right? Right. Okay. So this is when James O'Keefe goes to confront. So, all right. Yeah. So if you, if the first night, you know, the first video is they're showing 
all the all the things the guy said. Now, in tonight's video, you'll see a couple of clips of the things he said, but he literally admitted that, you know, Pfizer has been trying to work on gain of function to make this virus worse. So this is James O'Keefe confronting the guy. Let's watch it. Okay. Pfizer want to hide from the public the fact that they're mutating the COVID viruses. Is this real life? I'm literally a liar. I was trying to impress a person on a date by lying. At this is please, absurd. Please don't touch me. Well, this is not. Why the way? Why don't, are you doing Don't this? tell anybody. Someone who was just working at a company to literally help the public. You f up. You really did. Please bring the bus as soon as possible. It was very unsafe. Can you please unlock your door? No, no, don't let them leave. Please unlock the door. Give them. Why is my door so stuck? Please unlock. Please unlock the door. Please unlock the door. Unlock the door. You're trying to get unlock the door. Unlock the door. All right, you can pause it, Rob. <laughs> Dude, this guy, you can take that off the screen because we'll just talk. Because if we go through that whole video, it's 10 minutes long. Now, bro, I, so what What my point is, Pfizer's trying to keep up with the woke agenda and they got to keep up with diversity, equity, inclusion. So instead of finding a guy well-suited to the job at Pfizer and finding the proper director, this, is, this guy is the director of... Um, Strategic operations, strategic and MRNA operations. research planning or something like that. It's a right. So instead of finding somebody actually qualified for it, they wanted to fill a quota. So they picked the gay black guy. It doesn't matter what he's actually qualified for. They got to have this token gay man in, in the spot. Now, what happens is you get a you get a, a guy who's a, you know, he's got a, a, a. So I was saying, like, even even straight guys, like if you have a, a proclivity towards degeneracy you're going to lose your faculties because somebody even said like, why, do, why do these people keep falling for these Veritas videos? I don't understand. It's like, dude, you're out on a date. You're getting honey potted. You think you're going to get lucky. You are just, blah, blah. you don't care what happens. Right. I, I mean, countries have been, countries have been using, you know, that has been using sex for intelligence operations since Rome. Or yeah. earlier, so yeah. Look at us, uh, Swalwell, right? And Fang Fang, yo, Enoch. This isn't like news from the pew. I'm look not ready for it. Don't wait for me to like tell you to talk. Like, just jump in here. I was watching YouTube videos yesterday of uh, uh, road rage shootings, <laughs> and there's this one of this. Uh, the guy's got a camera facing back into his own car. And he's driving. He just pulls out a gun and starts shooting at someone next to him. And it looks exactly like Rick Barrett. It's so really? Yes. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I have one of those cameras in my oh, car, too. For work, my, my uncle put cameras in every single vehicle facing in and out. So he could see if I'm on the phone, if I crash, something like that, you know. So he gets um, to watch you watching YouTube all day? So he tells us it only kicks on and sends him the video if there's an accident. But I mean, I'll be honest with you, I put a sticker over the camera, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't let him watch me. <laughs> oh man. So what do you guys think about that video? I think that to me, that's exactly what that is. This guy, he he, you know, he he they, he should not have ever been in that position and they wanted to fill a quota, and that's what they wound up with. That's a that, that's a good position. I, I don't think a lot of people are talking about that or even mentioning that 
that the fact that it's the same thing with the, the press secretary, Gay Black, John Pierre, right? That's her name. Yeah. Yeah, they have John Pierre. Jean Pierre. They have to fill that. They have to fill that quota. And then top of that, when you're when you're in that position, um, your 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 disposition disposition and, and lower faculties, um, you could tell he was going through all the manipulative actions that a person would. Mm-hmm. You know, first, first anger, then, then it's uh, manipulation, and then it's just all the next thing you know, he's in his natural habitat on his knees. I mean, it was perfect. It was just great. Guy was losing his mind. Like, was, this yeah. isn't real. This isn't real. I don't know. No, this can't. But even Rob, if you continue to watch it, the guy actually in the video from yesterday, the guy saying. Oh, this better not be like, you know, the, one of those sting operations where you're videoing me. Like he keeps saying that. He's like, why do you keep asking me about this? Are you video? Re- are you recording me? Why do you keep asking me about Pfizer? I don't understand. I was waiting for Chris Hansen to walk in. <laughs> well, those, those old Chris Hansen videos are great to catch a predator. Those are so good, man. It's like, the, <laughs> yeah, a lot of the, a lot of the youngins probably don't remember those, man. Chris Hansen just. Anthony, I have an idea for a new uh, weekly show. What's that? We do it. Do it now. What, set people up? Yeah. I would love to. I'll set people up. I don't care. I got no qualms about it. <laughs> we all know you have no qualms. <laughs> you guys would be perfect for that. Yeah. So, but there was uh, Project Veritas, man. I, I really don't think people understand how important they are. Kudos to them. Bro, that like they really are the only outfit doing investigative journalism for things that we care about. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's, yeah. There's not a single other media outlet that actually does investigative journalism about topics we care about. Every one of them are these fake stories. It's like we're going deep to find out about climate change. I don't care about your mythological <laughs> theories. Like I, I want to see really what things are going on. <laughs> I think they're a very important cultural force. So we have some uh, a lot of topics today. I think the main one, I, my my thing lately, after like especially watching Tucker lately, right? Tucker's been on a tear talking about the CIA. Tucker, I already know her. Sorry. I mean, he's been talking about JFK what? getting assassinated by the CIA. Wait, did I miss the joke? What did I, yes. what did he say? What did he say? Huh? Tucker, I hardly know her. Oh. <laughs> you got a terrible mic, you dog. My bad. Is this better? Which yeah, is probably. funny because he he produces music. Uh, you would think he'd have like the best audio quality of all of us. <laughs> uh, what did you use for uh, a pop filter on your first album, Enoch? Uh, uh, old sock. <laughs> Yo, it you know what's funny? I've I've never talked to um, Elijah. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> I want to meet the other Yazi brother, man. What's he up to? Because he's been in the chat for like trivia, but like he, I've never like interacted with him. Really, he's not on Twitter, right? He is. Yeah, he's on there, but he's not on there. Like, I don't. He's a, he's not very active on there. No, not too much. Not too much. No, he's he's smart. He has, yeah, you know, he has self control, unlike me. <laughs> so. <laughs> But the uh, yeah, so T- Tucker's been doing all these things on uh, JFK and the CIA. Then he did he went over the Epstein thing and talked about how Bill Barr like they're gonna get Tucker. They they really are, bro. They you're just gonna see Tucker hung himself or something. Like th- this guy's going going in hard. I mean, we my thing is we know that the CIA was involved at Vatican II because of some of the things that 
Um, e. Michael Jones has talked about how they were trying to get in on Nostra Atate, and they were really trying to get the church to change its teaching on um, on the Amish. Um, you know, right. <laughs> we're going to say the Amish. Uh, so we know that they do pay attention to what's going on in the church, and I'm not convinced that they're not. I think that they see that the traditional mass is a rallying point, and I think that they know religion is the biggest thing that they have to worry about because it's the, nothing can unite a people like religion. And when you have a movement like traditional Catholicism, that can really unite people. And I'm not convinced that they're not behind some of these restrictions that we're seeing. I mean, it depends what you mean by behind. I don't think there's anyone that over there, you know, smart enough to be a mastermind pulling the strings, but as, as an intelligent service of, you know, one of maybe two or three superpowers in the world, you just have to assume that they're always trying to get involved in everything across the world. Right. I mean, especially an organization that has a billion plus, um, at least nominal adherence, uh, so it would only make sense that they're trying to to influence any any such organization in a way to further whatever their goals are, which I, I think it's just it's just logical, right? <laughs> I, I don't think there's any possible way they're not trying to influence the next conclave. Uh I would yeah, I mean I would once again I would say you'd be a fool to think otherwise. Yeah, I, I would I would think if you really uh, if you really say someone who adheres to Americanism, you'd actually want them to, right? Because that's America pulling the uh, America flexing its muscles. Yeah, but you see, you see, like we're constantly seeing that Francis is uh, elevating a, a particular type of person, yeah. and we tend to see that th that person is usually somebody who has a lot of shenanigans in their past, and they're easy to control. And I, it almost looks like the people that are being elevated that there's intel on those guys. And it's like, hey, promote these guys because we know, we know we could, you know, so like maybe, maybe some of them visited Epstein's Island, you know, and it's like <laughs> things of that nature. No, that's possible. Yeah. Um, looking at the, I mean, if you look at the, the amount of cardinals that, Pope Francis has already appointed that, that that gives them an advantage. Yeah, when it comes to the uh, the, the counting of the votes, I guess. Yeah, I, do, I, do you guys think that Francis will step down before before his terms up before he before he moves no, on? He, he likes power too much. I think he might. I think he wants to see if everything he laid the groundwork for actually actually gets like pays off. I think it'll I think it'll drive him nuts to not know. Who's next? Like, I think when he when he senses the end is really near, if he really thinks he's got six months left, I think I think he'll step down when he really thinks he's, you know, when the clock is running out. I think he wants to see if his hard if all the work he put in paid off. I would say it it, it depends on what his his end goal is. Um, let's you know, let's just say for hypothetical sake and not that I believe it or anything, but let's say his motives are to somehow hurt the church. Then I think he would resign if he believed that would cause further confusion and, and, and disruption within the church. Cause we, we saw what it did with Benedict and, and uh, Bennett. I don't think Benedict had obviously had any um, negative motive to do it, but we saw the confusion it's caused since 2013. Yeah. 
Yeah. Now imagine if someone did it and planned it in a way specifically to cause confusion and disruption in the church. I think yeah. I think that would be really dangerous. Yeah. I'm hoping for another Francis, honestly. We t- we talked about this last night. Me too. Give me, give me a younger Francis, worse Francis, to burn it down. Let it build, build back up. I mean, you know, if I'm thinking about it like this. Um, you know, I think a lot of a lot of us, and this is how I used to think. I don't know if this, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but um, a, lot, a lot of us, you know, look at God as day to day, but God can't change His mind, obviously, because you know He's He's all knowing. He's outside of time. Right. So I think God, you know, God before He created, He looked at the universe with the will of man. The uh, the universe that would be most popular, most I guess you would say possible possibility to save as many human souls as possible while working with God's grace and the, and the human will. So he decreed from the very beginning of time which universe. So every decision was already made by us and God in his foreknowledge knew this. So therefore um, he knew this time was coming. So this this was before the beginning of time. He already he already allowed this. He already decreed this. Yep. Yeah. So you know, looking at it, and you know, we, we get we get angry with this, you know finite beings. We get angry with the details here and there, but ultimately, if the prophecies are because he's all knowing, if the prophecies are already there that the church will, um, you know, go down and come back up. Um, uh, just bring, bring, what's the point of prolonging it? Bring it down. So we talked about this last night, and and my point was, I don't I don't think people are really understanding how many people turned to a deeper faith or a traditional faith took their faith more seriously because of the crisis in the church yeah like persecution spurs faith i mean it really does that's what you know the saints when when you have when you have nothing else to lean on not even your own hierarchy what else do you have to lean on besides the faith itself besides the deposit of faith right yeah and i was saying last night that i think a benedict the 17th you know another another uh uh, another pope who wants to try to get the hermeneutic of continuity go. I think that would cause confusion worse than we have now, and it would almost prolong the inevitable anyway. Like I feel like you're right. Burn it all down. Like the whole thing. We know in the catechism it talks about the whole thing. Like we have to follow our Lord into the passion, and the whole thing has to come down so that it can rise again. And I think that people don't. I think you're right that people have a very narrow sense of like time. Mm. Like we, we, we think so finite, like we're thinking, oh, the next two years, who's the next Pope? Who's the next? It's like, guys, I'm sorry. We like, you have to look at the big picture and how, how God has this playing out from all eternity and we aren't privy to it. You know, yeah. prophecy yeah. never gets fulfilled the way you think it's going to. It's, it, it's so always, true. it's always something different. Everybody thinks they know how a prophecy is going to, I mean, think about this, the Sanhedrin and think about the, the Jews of the first century. When Jesus came, they were like, this isn't, this isn't the way it's supposed to be. Right. So nobody, they didn't recognize their own Messiah. Right. And we're in a situation now where prophecy is playing out and everybody's saying, this isn't how it's supposed to be. But it's like, <laughs> sorry right. guys, it's not happening the way you thought it would. You know? right. I'm not concerned for, for, with the church. God's already decreed this from the beginning of time. You know, since Christ, you know, died on the cross, you know, uh, the, the evil one has been defeated. The, the last 2,000 years, just, it's just been a mop-up job at this point, you know, to clear everything up until Christ returns. I'm, I'm more worried about his soul than the worry about the church. That's that's before he's gone. Mm-hmm. That's That should be our, our, our main concern. Yeah. Yeah. Because whatever happens, it, you're right, Enoch. I mean, it will, it will be for the best because God, mm-hmm. by his very nature, can't w- – 
can't literally allow anything else, right? Like, right. however this plays out, however terrible it might be, will produce the most amount of good that is literally possible in the universe. So you just got to accept and go with it. That's a good point. What does it mean that... Um, what does it mean that the gates of hell will not prevail? Like, what does that mean? I, to me, it's like... The way Jesus says that, it's almost like it's going to look like it did, mm. but it's like he gave us the promise so that, you know, guys, it's not going to prevail. You're going to think it did, but like every, like people think yeah. like a Pope saying something heretical means the gates of hell prevail. No, it doesn't. Mm. Like it, it's, it means that the church is going to follow Christ into his passion and you're going to think the church is dead. But it won't. The gates of hell won't prevail. The church will rise again, and it will come back. I mean, that's how I see that. Because Christ didn't say the gates of hell have no chance, which they don't. But he, he didn't say the gates <laughs> of hell won't, won't touch the church. He didn't say the gates of hell, you know, are, are are powerless. He just said, like you said, he's like giving us this encouragement that no matter what it looks like, they won't end up prevailing. Well, right. Look at look at the eleven in the upper room. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they. They had to feel like it had prevailed. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that's wild, right? Like, I think that I think that uh, we forget like how broken they all were before the resurrection. In yes. those three days, how broke? Like we we saw all these things. We knew that. Like, what do you, what happened? And he <laughs> told them, "I'm he going to." You. <laughs> but he told them you can see in scripture he tells them multiple times like the son of man must die and on the third day rise again and they're like what what's he talking about like i don't know then he dies and they're like well, I, I don't get it <laughs> correct me if wrong tradition has it they were infused with perfect virtue after uh, at, at, at pentecost right after pentecost. pentecost yeah so before then they they they, they didn't have the uh the, the right before he before christ breathes the holy spirit on right. them yeah, they were just like us. And, and like they were just like us right now looking at things and going, "Oh my goodness, did the church. That's why it's like when people jumped the Sede route, it's like, "Are you guys nuts? Like what are you what are you doing? You you right. I don't know. Right. It's just, to me it's it's a preposterous thing to do, especially like Sedevacantism, the the craziest thing to me is you have to be this uh very wise person who has an internet connection and can read Novus Ordo watch. Like that's the only way we go save a contest. And it's like, what about the poor person in Africa who's never even heard of set of <laughs> Think about who Mary goes and appears to. Mary goes and appears to these po- impoverished children, right? She's like, this is where she's going. She's not going to the to the wise of the world who I figured it out. I have this knowledge. You guys don't get it. I know. Mm-hmm. And I just don't see how God has ever worked like that throughout the entire salvation history where he kept the knowledge of his church for a very select wise view. It's just insane. It's preposterous. This should be the next subject after this. Andy. We're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> we'll work our way there. Um, what do you guys think about that? The pew is empty. That's what I always say. That's, that's the problem. Well, I mean, why you? That's the thing. It's like, how do you? That's my biggest problem with with the Sedic woman is like, you, you you need the sacraments. Where are you getting them from? The pew is empty. That's 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 my hashtag. They say the chair is empty. I say the pew is empty. My problem with the, um, especially in, in American Americanism, um, and the way I see it is, all right, Lord, I'm going to step outside of the ship that you have entrusted the church in. 
in the chair of Peter, and I will not come back in until you appoint a pope that agrees with me. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's really how I see celibacantism. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Look, I, I, I think all of us are uneasy with this papacy, right? I don't think anybody oh. that is a faithful Catholic would say they're not uneasy top, about it. Top three worst pope in history, I think. Top three? I, I say, I mean, who do you say was worse? I, well, you, I you honestly mean, can't think of one. You, I mean, if we're talking about, you know, you better not say sin. Pope Alexander the Sixth because that's my yeah, that's Anthony's favorite. Him. No, <laughs> no. I'll defend him. As far as like confusion and, and, and things of stuff he says, yeah, he's the worst. But as far as like personal sin, there's a bit others that are worse. Oh, there's been yes, of yeah. course. Pope Alexander the Sixth had children out of wedlock, things like that. But he was Orthodox. That's why I defend them. To be you fair, know? we only know so much of that stuff. Through the lens of history, who knows what people may or may not know the personal life of Pope Francis a thousand years from now. That's a good point. Well, my point. He is covered for some terrible, terrible people. My point is that with Alexander the Sixth, his his successor was what Julius the Third or Julius the Second. Julius the Second, who was Della Rovere, who hated him and had a had a. He's the one who wrote the history book on him. He's the one who made sure everyone thought that Alexander VI was horrible. But there are accounts of people who actually say he was a brilliant, uh, like, um, not politician, like, but he was, he was brilliant with, like, strategic maneuvers he made and things that he did. I mean, he had the, the king of France marched on Rome and was going to attack Rome, and he met him had one conversation with him, and the king of France left. You know, mm-hmm. it was like there was some – they were going to come there to – to um uh you know they were going to put him on trial and try to what do you call that with the pope when they you know when kings oh deposed they were going to depose him as the pope and he had one conversation with the king and he actually winds up leaving you know um it's like innocent Rock, the third he was really smart too innocent the third yeah 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 so i'm not um so if there's a great documentary called uh, Saints and Sinners, A History of the Papacy, mm. um, I think it's on YouTube. It used to be on Amazon Prime. Now it's on YouTube. It's off Prime. But I would go to sleep to it every night. And it takes you from Peter up until John Paul II, because that's when it was made in, in, during John, John Paul II's papacy. And the documentary is awesome. And then all of a sudden you get to the council and it's like, they're like, a new day has dawned. A church of mercy, and it's you can see this dramatic change, but they do take you through the pornocracy, and they take you through some of the craziest popes in the Middle Ages. It's a great documentary to watch because it does give you, like, it, it takes you through Gregory the Great, and it tells you, like, the, the highlights of papal history, and you really, you start to realize that European culture is Catholic history. Like European history is Catholic history. You can't separate the two. So when people talk about like medieval history and European history, it is Catholic church history. That's, that's what you're talking about. That when you had Christendom going on, this is back when the state and the church had this beautiful union where they were working hand in hand and the church uh, led the spiritual side and the, and the, and the state was, you know, handling, handling the temporal side. It was, it's, it really is beautiful. Hmm. Good point. Yeah, if you guys get a chance, check that out. Um, so then also, so uh, what we've been doing for these shows, Enoch, is uh, me and Rob have a running list, right? And it's like I have a section and Rob has a section. So far, we've really been going online, but Rob's got some fun ones in here. <laughs> and um, 
<laughs> Rob, which one do you want? Oh. I'll, I'll let you pick one. I kind of like the best place to ride out Armageddon. Do we want to do a fun one and then go to whether or not uh, journalists and cardinals are being murdered? <laughs> yeah, let's 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 save journalists and cardinals for later. You know, you stay for the whole show. You got to go soon. What do you got? I'll leave it at nine. Leave it at nine. All right. So we'll save that for later, Rob. We won't put that heavy topic on him. <laughs> let's do some fun stuff. Let's do some fun stuff for us. How about, how about this one? We were talking. I was talking about how every guy has had the fit. No, this is why the trans thing is hysterical to me because yeah. no woman and no trans man has ever had the fantasy of going back in time with an AK 47. Right. Like, but every guy has had the fantasy. Even I, I'm sorry. I'm an American. I I think of going back in time with an AR. Right, but either way, it's the concept, not the gun. It's not even a gun. It's like, what if you could go back in time with like a Jeep, right? Like, and when would you go back to? Like, would you go back? All right, so Rob, if you go back with an AR, what time period do you go back to? I don't think we should mess around with time. Perfect. Mm. Oh, you gonna- I think I read. I don't know if this is a fact, but I think I read somewhere that. Yeah, yeah, you shouldn't. No, shouldn't. You're. you're But if I had to choose, if I had to choose, hmm. you don't have to manipulate history. Hmm. I'm just asking, what time period would you want to go back with? Not to change the course of history, but like to timely murder people. That's pretty effed up, Anthony. To, To start a to start a to start an army. I mean, you could do anything. You go back with a Jeep and just be like, <laughs> you, just, you could be a cult leader. I don't know. You could do whatever you want. <laughs> you know, you know, you could tell the future at this point. If you go back in history, you could tell people what events are going to happen. Like you could do whatever you want. You could, you could be the leader of a country. I know this would mess with history though. All these things, right? <laughs> all the, uh, all the scenarios I mean, I'm giving. <laughs> what if you uh, could go there's back? There's so what, many choices. What if you could go back in time? With a bullhorn to the time of Henry VIII. A <laughs> and just, with a bullhorn from outside the castle, just Henry. <laughs> Henry, this is the father. Do not divorce your wife. That woman is a whore. <laughs> like, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure they had more or less funnels that would. Did that thing? Not nah, like, yeah. come on, like a real bullhorn or something, like a real. Uh, <laughs> you wouldn't have to do that if you went back to Luther first. Then it, it solved that problem. True. You could take Luther out with the AR. Yeah. I, I think it would be fun to uh, to take take one. You know, one is kind of useless, right? What are you going to do with just one? You have to have you at need, least a couple. You need a lot of ammo. But you need a lot of you, ammo. It'd be fun to take one back to the, like the battle of, of the 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 Tudorberg forest and wipe out Armenius and see what the Roman Empire does after that. Then, go to a battle that we won. Like like even if you went to Lepanto and just like help them out, you know, <laughs> like like make it so that they they really <laughs> go go to Constantinople, fourteen fifty three. I'd go back. What happened? I'd go back July twentieth, twenty third, July twenty sixth, twenty thirteen. What happened? That's my wedding day. <laughs> <laughs> For a second, I'm like, twenty thirteen. Is he th- is he talking about going back to the conclave? <laughs> <laughs> no problem. 
I got married in 05, man. That's crazy. 13. Um, so wait a minute. Now, what if you could go back and talk to all right? I'd take my AKAR to stand with the Emperor Constantine the Eleventh at the fall of Constantinople. <laughs> That's what I mean. This is this is guy stuff, right? This is not you know, no woman has ever had this conversation. <laughs> the if girls we are had like, Rick really here, we could actually discuss whether we'd want an AR or an AK. Um, I don't care about the gun you take. I, I, I'm not even allowed to have either of those guns in New York. Look at the girls. The girls Just are talk to your friend Fritz. <laughs> I can't believe you remember his name. <laughs> Look, the girls, the girls in here are like, they're talking about luggage. Look. The guys are like, take out Cramner. Take out the <laughs> Look, look, Alex is like, tell Judas to repent. Hope's like, I don't even know what the girls are. They're not even paying attention to our conversation. Steven says, I'll go back. I'll go back in time. Look, Caitlin, what? <laughs> Hope, what? <laughs> like, the girls are having one conversation, and we're, all right, Lou, Lou's in. What was the, uh, Lou loves what, the Tudor drama. Okay. What was the easiest time to rob a bank? That's what I feel back to. That's the old West. Can you imagine the old West with an AR? (laughs) You'd be be the king. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's what I mean. Like you go back to yeah to the Wild West. Take it back to Bunker Hill. Beat both the the Continental and British armies, and just rule rule everywhere as a king. Um, Well, speaking of guns, what about Alec Baldwin? What do you guys think about that? I think he did that on purpose. Possible. He's crazy. I think, look, he's notorious for his temper, right? Notorious for his temper. And I think that he thought there was a blank in there, but I think he aimed that gun in anger and like he was so angry with her and he thought there was a blank in there, but he put, dude, listen, everyone knows when you have a gun, you don't point a gun and you treat every gun as if it's loaded and you do not point it at anyone, even if you know it's not loaded. Yeah. That is just the rule that everyone knows. So how does this guy point a gun at somebody and pull the trigger? I don't get it. He's notorious for his temper. And they don't even do that in movie sets. Like when they, when they, Whenever you see a gun being pointed at a camera, it is just that camera. They, they never yeah, do it with the person behind that camera. Never. Never. So even when you see it looks like somebody's pointing a gun at somebody, that's a camera trick. There's never a real gun being pointed at somebody, mm-hmm. ever. And they have and, and there's there's never any live ammo even allowed on set. Right. And yet they found live ammo in his gun belt. In his gun belt. It you know it would story. be the old revolver I mean it, anyone with a blank is not a live round, it's pretty obvious. Was it a Bruce Lee's kid who died like that too? Yeah, that's how that's how Brandon Lee died too. Brandon Same Brandon thing. On set on set of, of the crow. On the crow. They're they're doing a remake. With Brandon Lee. <laughs> yeah, he came back from the dead. <laughs> they're, they're doing that whole uh um special effect technology. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to just burn through my topics quick because some of these are so goofy. So the that's, other day I went that's interesting with Baldwin that you said though, because I think he thinks that he's left enough to get away with it, even if he did it on purpose. Well, look at what happened as soon as it as soon as it happened. He sends out his publicist to start throwing these stories out. He didn't pull the trigger. This was a devastating accident. We don't know what happened. And it's like he jumped on to control the narrative so quickly. And everybody's like, oh, this poor man that had to be an accident. And nobody really thought about it. It's like 
Dude, this guy is known for punching paparazzi. He's got a vicious temper. He's had fights with people a hundred times. And I think, I mean, he was the director on the film and he's acting in it. And I think he had a blowout with this girl. He said they went out to dinner like the night before and they had an argument at dinner. And I think he lost his temper and he was in frustration, grinded his teeth and pointed that gun and pulled the trigger thinking there was a blank in there. So I don't think like the charges are even severe enough. Like I, I know I, maybe manslaughter, but I don't know. Should be like, well, I don't well, know. My question is, is, is he's been charged, right? What is going to come out, unrelated to this, but about him, that is bad enough to where the left now wants to get rid of him enough to actually charge him with this crime? Because they would usually never charge one of their own unless they feel like for whatever reason it's best to, to jettison him right so what mm. other story are we gonna or learn about him you know did he go to epstein's islanders or something mm. of that nature <laughs> maybe they could throw him under the bus for two or three things right exactly. for something although turn it into a gun control issue let him off the hook if they do never oh, yeah. let a, what is it never let a emmanuel well, as he said, never let a something go to waste. Yeah, never let a cra- never, good crisis, crisis go to waste. Crisis go to waste. Yeah. That's what they always do. Yeah. Well, look at what they did to Cuomo. That's actually kind of funny. It's like Cuomo was so weird. He was like uh, everybody's favorite guy, and then out of nowhere, everybody just turned on him. It was like, yeah. what, what just happened here? It was so confusing. And it was like, I think that, like, I think when it came out, it also came out that like China had a list of all the governors that like they had control over, and Cuomo wasn't one of them. Cuomo they had a question mark next to. Cuomo was a was, he was a known Democrat, but he was also a, like a tough guy New Yorker. You know, he's like he acted like a mob boss, and I don't think they liked that he had like a mind of his own on certain things. I mean, of course, he towed every Democratic policy, but he still was. Like he, they didn't like that they couldn't really like tell him certain things. I think that's a good point. That's an excellent point. You know, yeah. I think I just I, I don't think anybody likes a, a tough guy New Yorker. I mean, you guys don't like me, so <laughs> that's fair. Yep. Uh, all right, so let's see. We knocked out a bunch. So I was I made a joke the other day because I, I when I when you go to buy wine, do you know anything about wine? Who talking to? Yeah, both of you. Do you guys know anything about wine? Like, what do you? How do you? How do you buy your wine? Like, how do you know what to get? Do you have like a brand that you typically like? Or well, I take into the into the account that I have te- testicles and get bourbon instead. So you're having family over, companies coming over. Sometimes, I mean, we we look, we drink wine in my family. Um, we have pasta and we drink wine. I don't know what to tell you. So, I'm not, I don't drink bourbon. So being, I, I guess with my heritage, I like. Um, I like a lot of German wines, like uh, Rieslings, uh, Ice Vines, um, Glovine, stuff like that. So, isn't that like the eight dollar a gallon bottle? No, like a, a bottle of Ice Vine is like seventy five bucks for three hundred and fifty milliliters. And you'll buy that when you go to get wine. No, almost never. That's way too expensive. That's <laughs> what I mean. So when you go into the liquor store and you got to get a bottle of wine when companies coming over, how do you pick the bottle? Um, mead. I actually usually get mead. Honey wine. There you go. Well, otherwise, it depends what you're eating, right? I mean, if you're going to be eating something with a lot of uh, fat, like whether it's you know a steak or a burger or or cheese, something like that, then you want something with tannins, like uh, Cabernet. If 
if you're yeah, having see, like, something you're lighter. You're me that you're like a connoisseur. Like, you know what goes with what. This is my point. You're annoyed, <laughs> you ask me if I know things about I wine. Know, you're annoyed I, don't I know things this. about Listen wine. I go to the store. And I walk into the and I walk into the liquor store and I never want to look stupid, right? So I'm sitting there trying to look smart. And I'm looking on the wall. I bet you don't even know how to pronounce like Italian wines. No, Italian I know how to pronounce. Come on, stop. It. Really? Really? Mr. Gyro. That's not Italian, it's Greek. It's Greek. Well, according to, me. to Jason, you're Greek anyways. You found a friend. You gotta find a friend who knows. So I'm looking on the wall, and I don't know anything. I so I first I look at prices, right? So you don't want to walk out with the cheap stuff, you know. So you're looking in like the twenty-five to thirty-five dollar mm-hmm. bottle range, and uh, <laughs> you asked him, and he answered, and you got mad. <laughs> <laughs> this is what being his friend is like. <laughs> I got mad that he knew what he was talking about. Brandon <laughs> makes his own wine. What are you talking about? I don't like these group. You guys are the worst. I thought I was. I thought I was like not alone. Anthony, pronounce his first word for me. It's Chianti. Stop it. Okay. Okay. You just wanted to double check. Chianti. What, like, what yeah, I kind of did actually. You think I don't know the ch is a cuss sound in Italian? I thought you were gonna say Mario, but. <laughs> it's Mario, stop it. You say Mario, it's Mario. All right, so Anthony <laughs> being a real woman right now. All answers are, All answers are wrong. <laughs> Listen, so here's what I do, right? I'm on and I'm looking and I'm like, I'm looking for a label that like makes me look sophisticated. So then when I walk up, <laughs> yeah, so sounds everyone who you're buying wine for knows you're not sophisticated, man. <laughs> I'm more worried what the guy behind the counter thinks. I don't care. What the <laughs> I don't want the guy behind the counter to go. Look at this rube. <laughs> they, they probably mentioned something about. They, they mentioned something about what the wine's like, and then you and you start speaking your fake Italian, going wah. <laughs> no, he, he's like, oh yeah, he must know what he's talking about. What's your price like? So I'm looking in the 25 to 35 price range, right? And I'm like, okay. I don't want the guy behind the counter to go, look, he bought a $30, he bought an $8 bottle of wine for 30 bucks. Like, I don't want him to do that, you know? Because <laughs> yeah, I think these I think these guys do that. I think they, they count on the idiot not knowing anything, and they throw a $30 label on it thinking that somebody like me is going to come in. So I'm trying to look for a label that makes me look sophisticated when I buy wine. <laughs> Speaking of an idiot who doesn't know, I can tell you a quick story. <laughs> I got a friend of mine with Blockbuster used to exist. The, 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 the last uh, tail end of Blockbuster. A friend of mine went in there and he doesn't know too much about movies. I used to be a movie buff. So he texts me and goes, hey man, I'm in a mood for a comedy. Can you suggest a good comedy for me? So I text back Schindler's List. The dude actually gets it. <laughs> watches it and then he texts me. <laughs> <laughs> That's like someone asking for a, a good wine and you say Mad Dog 2020. <laughs> <laughs> But that's a great line, though. Schindler's List is hysterical. <laughs> oh, man, that's awful. Oh, my gosh. Rob, remember there was some, somebody tweeted something the other day, and I forgot what it was, but I was going to put Schindler's List as a response, and I was like, I will not if, if my wife goes into labor right now because she's laughing so hard, I'm bringing <laughs> I, 
Schindler's <laughs> List was my response, but if I would have tweeted it, I would have had another sh- well strike on YouTube. Forget it. I would have got suspended on Twitter, and I would have gotten in trouble. So I sent the oh. screenshot to Rob. I was like, Rob, too much. He goes, Don't you dare send oh. that tweet out. Right? <laughs> Should I see what it's like? Yeah, see if you can find it. Oh, because no. Rob, Rob tells you off the ledge a lot. <laughs> um, oh, let's see here. <laughs> you got to go through a lot of lot of screenshots, Rob. I send you a, a lot, lot of, of screenshots. Um, en- uh, Enoch, how how many siblings you got? Just your your twin, or what do you got? Yeah, just one, just one. Yeah, it's just the two of you guys growing up. Yeah, that is so weird, man. <laughs> like I can't even imagine that. So now. Did your parents stay together? Were they divorced? What was the deal with no, your, your upbringing? They stay together. They're still together now. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm going. I'm going snowboarding this weekend with my parents. With with my brothers. <laughs> oh, no, with my brothers. And what's weird is so there's nine of us, nine kids. Anthony, you won't believe it. I searched for "Don't you dare," and I'm still having to go through like four or five pictures here. <laughs> It's not. It's not like the first or second ones. Even like one of the most one of the most common replies that you give me. <laughs> so I'm going this weekend with my younger brothers. Um, so I'm third, but I'm going with my youngest brother and the, my brother above him. So now, I was I was ten when my brother Joey was born. And I was sixteen when my brother Frankie was born. Mm-hmm. So it's. What, what did he say? Are we running? Are we speed running a channel right now? So, um, my brother Frankie, like he went from the kid I changed his diapers. Like I would, I was watching him, like you know, babysitting him when he was little. To then, I didn't know him from when he was like eight until he was like eighteen. Like we didn't even know each other. It was like ten years where I was, I got married and. I was having kids and he was doing, you know, he was at home with my parents. So I didn't really know my brother Frankie until he was like 18. And it's, it's kind of funny that now he's like 23 and we're friends now. Like it was this weird thing. Like you, you only have a twin brother. I got, I have brothers that are 16 years younger than me that I'm like just becoming really friendly with in the past few years, you know, where we hadn't spoken like, I never had like a heart to heart with him in those years, you know, and now, now we go snowboarding together and we do things together, but to, to only have one brother, man, Rob, what about you? How many siblings you got? One, well, one and then two half sisters. Oh, your parents remarried. My dad did. Yeah. He got an annulment and then married my mom. Are, oh, so you're the second marriage baby. Yes. Of my dad's. Oh, me and my dad. me and my younger brother, yep. So your two half sisters, how old are they? Not sure. Um, you, don't, you don't know them. Older. Um, the younger one is probably ten years older than me. Um, and we hung out with her a little as when we were kids. The older one, I think I've seen once in my life, and that was when I was probably four or five, something like that. And what do you have? Once one one brother. Me? Yeah. Yeah, one younger, younger brother. One younger brother. How old's your younger brother? Uh he is thirty right now. Uh, are you close with him? Yeah, I mean we're you know, being brothers, things were contentious growing up and we're both very different temperaments and a different interest, but uh but I mean we, we talk, you know, we hang out, he comes visit, stuff like that. So Yeah. 
but we're not like um we're not like good buds or anything that's that's crazy to me like my brothers are my friends you know like elijah's your boy right like you guys you you guys did music together and stuff right like having a twin's got to be like a there's got to be a bond there right having a twin brother like that yeah it's gotten closer as we gotten older um, did you guys have different friend groups growing up no not really we had the same friend groups watched the same stuff like the same basketball team and it was um taste of music was a little different growing up but um that's about it to be honest with you most of it was the same and then we got older we got different friends group yeah dude i don't know man like I, when i hear family stories it's like it's so like i my family is so tough but a lot of that has to do with the fact that we all work at the same company, right? So all my brothers, I work with all my brothers work together. So I see my brothers every single day. So me and my brothers are having conversations every day. We're hanging out every day. If like where I think most families, when, you know, kids go off to college, they get a job, they move to another state, you know, you know, so you're not tight with your family where my whole family lives close together. I have one sister that moved down to Florida and my other sister's going to be going to Kentucky to the convent, but it's in a, it's gonna be crazy when my when my sister leaves. A New York Italian in Florida? No way. <laughs> my sister, my sister uh, Teresa went down there. So but your cousin Eddie yeah. too. He's in Kentucky. Yeah, Eddie went there. Eddie, Eddie was okay. So Eddie's my mom's twin sister's kid, okay. and so we were even really close with him. Like Eddie is, I consider a brother almost. He's more than a, a cousin. Like he's like a brother to me. So when he left for Kentucky, it was like, oh, my gosh, man, I can't believe this kid left. You know, I still talk to him probably as much as you do. And you guys had Christmas together, you know. Well, so like I think what, what happened there is such a cool thing that like you guys move down to Kentucky. You don't have family down there. And you guys are forming a family with your parish group. Big, big time. We got a We got a men's group that we meet every month, say a confraternity for the souls of purgatory. It's so weird, right? Like me and you met each other first. <laughs> yeah. And then my cousin moves down to Kentucky and he goes to church and his wife recognizes you from being on my channel. Did you did you hear that whole thing happen? No, I well, I think so, I, I think maybe she might have told me, but I don't know. What happened? What, what happened? So Ari Ari tells uh tells Eddie, she says, uh, do I think I think that's Enoch. And Eddie says, No, that's not Enoch, Enoch's like five four. <laughs> How tall are you? Six foot. Okay, that's what I would have guessed. Yeah, he's like he looks short in those trivia shows. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually standing up right now. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Rick Barrett. (laughs) Rick is Rick is a half man. He comes up to me because you know Anthony about that. I was like, I have no idea you're talking about. I'm sorry, I didn't. I forgot. I forgot your name. Well, you didn't know my last name. Yeah, we didn't know each other like that yet. So he's like, I told you, baby, it's not him. And then Ari goes to my wife. She goes, does your husband make music? She goes, yes. Then he goes, I'm telling you, it's him. Go back to ask him again. So, and then finally he talked about the trivia show. And then I was like, oh, yeah. So. Yeah, because we had just met also, right? Like, and we didn't meet, like, it was weird. I just kind of like, I saw you in News from the Pew. And the only one out of that group I really knew was Steve Cunningham. Like, I. I, I, yeah. Yeah, I knew Steve Cunningham, so I was like, I he he shot me a text, and he was like, "Hey, we're starting a new um, a new panel show because he left, you know, the the rundown." So I caught the first episode, and I just thought you guys had great chemistry together. You seem like a really nice guy, so I just shot you a message. I was like, "Hey, man, you guys want to?" 
was like, we're starting our channel too. Like, come on trivia with us. It's a fun hang. And we had only done like two episodes together. But we were very friendly right off the bat. Like there was oh like immediately there was like a, you know, we we knew we were like, all right, I like this guy, you know. So it, it was it was funny that you met me first and then went down there and then that happened. Uh, what did he say? Oh, Jason is it. super short. That was so weird meeting in the first Jason or Jason has the Rick is like six five, so <laughs> Jason has Napoleon complex. Like he he admits that. Like Jason has Jason's five six and five he, seven. Yeah, but tell him he's five six. He drives him nuts. <laughs> <laughs> when you guys talk to him on Twitter and say Anthony said told everybody you're five six, he goes crazy about that inch. But growing up, like he would he would fight everybody that he was shorter than because everybody he had a complex. Like he thought everybody thought he wasn't tough. He was fighting people. He drives a big monster truck. He's compensating, you know. So it's funny being like a, a short guy. Look at Rick Barrett. He's obsessed with guns. He wants to shoot people all the time. <laughs> being short's rough, man. Short's a truck. You know how it is. <laughs> how many steps does it have to get up into it? Two, three? For Rick? Yeah. It's built a ladder, I think. <laughs> you know, it's funny because Jason uh, Jason showed us his picture of, of his big truck when he was younger, too. <laughs> Yeah, even now. I mean, oh, the other day I go, I go, Jason, you're so short. You probably got one of those Nissan 3500s, don't you? <laughs> He's like, wait, I actually do. What's going on? <laughs> but I only knew that because Trevor had told me that Jason had that truck. Uh, is Jason one of those guys that knows his height down to the? Yeah, yeah. He he mess. He's like, I'm five foot seven and two millimeters. Rick is one of the. Like, he he he's like one of the best to do what he does. As far as the um, the, the MC and news from the pew, I don't know if anybody yeah. can do it better than him. He's, he's good at that. Dude, he comes on our channel and I let him take over. Yeah, you got to. You know, he just has that taste to see so talented. But you guys, you guys are two of my favorite. Like, this is like my favorite channel. I, I don't tune into much a lot of channels. I'll tune into this one because every episode it's just it's just you, you never know. It's like a box of chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> it's all wrong. Dude, I love the show and I never know. You guys are Dude, Perfect combination. I mean, it's it does, isn't our dynamic so perfect? It's like it Rob, Rob going like this. Oh my god, what did Anthony just do? Is my face. I nothing makes me happier than to see him put his face in his, his face in his hands. Like <laughs> I love shocking him. That's what makes her funny. That's what make, makes my wife funny. She's not funny on her own because well, she's a woman, but she's yeah. funny because <laughs> <funny. laughs> I'll say something funny and her reaction to what I say is funnier than my joke. My wife's Dude. reactions are hilarious. Holy cow, man. <laughs> I was telling everybody before, like, I had to unsubscribe my channel from my wife's phone because she kept seeing Rob putting up videos that said, Anthony, who's a bigger chauvinist, Anthony or this one? And my wife's like, she's like, why are you such a chauvinist? I don't understand. I'm like, Nicole, you don't get it. Just please stop watching. Watch anything I do. You're fine. Don't worry about it. She saw the marriage advice video. She got so mad. That's funny because that video had been on your channel a year, but no one could hear it because your audio was so bad. So I boosted it and mastered it, and suddenly you get in trouble for it a year after you record it. I'm like a call that's been on my channel since I started. It was the first. That was the first video. 
first video I did. And she's just like, I don't know. So now she's she's finally come to just accept that like she can't watch anything I do. It just doesn't, you know, she just can't handle it. Women are funny. They just don't get what humor is. I'm like, just you just don't get it, hon. Don't worry. She's she's very sweet, she's cute, she's just not funny. It's not her fault. <laughs> <laughs> She's upstairs. I'm gonna get yelled at. She hears everything. <laughs> uh, dude, Enoch, you gotta fly. I do. I do. Yeah. I All right, man. Dude, thank you for coming on. I'm I'm glad yeah, you thanks, popped dude. in. It's fun when when we just get somebody to just surprise us and pop in, man. You wanna you wanna shout out your last your latest song, man? Which one is that one? Uh, <laughs> I don't know what he's up to. The, uh, <laughs> Fear nothing. Fear nothing. Oh yeah, yeah. I just put out after I finished the album. I had, my wife had to stop me from making more music. She goes, "Prudence." <laughs> she is temperance, my friend. Um, so I had to. Um, but I, yeah, I put out a new song called "Fear Nothing." It, it's more it's different than I've done before. I think. I don't, if you would, Rob, I don't know. You heard some, most of my music. Uh huh. Um, so ch- check it out. It's, 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 is, it, is that the one I said had that method man sound to it? That's the last one you put out. No, no, that that one. That one is uh, it's called um, Modernist Chick. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one has almost it. It almost starts with the feeling of like almost like power metal or symphonic. Yeah, like symphonic power metal. Um, you know, obviously that's not the style of music it is, but it's got that same like. It's yeah. It's uh, yeah. It's it's a hard hitting one. Usually. My files, as far as like my individual peaks, is about fifteen to eighteen files per song. What this one is thirty, so I had thirty different individual vocals off of this song because I it, I had I had a lot to do, so um, uh, it was a little bit more uh, challenging to do. But th- this one I really enjoyed. I think it's one of the best songs I've done. Listen, I I I I know you guys like Enoch's songs, but he's got Marshall coming on. on the That's third. right. I mean, not that we need to promote that. Well, I'm like, how much do we pay him to? How much do we pay him to mention us to Marshall? Oh, you that, nothing. I'm mentioning you guys for sure. Play this bro. <laughs> you got it. I've been I'm trying to get Marshall on, and so many people have been saying our channel to him. So, yeah. like Daniel, the kid, the the guy who does his clips ch- show, Daniel's telling him to come on with us. Then, uh, uh. What's his name? Kennedy mentioned my name on his What's show his the name? other day. What's his name? What's his name? What's his name? You hear how much love about? Anthony has for you? What's he going to do? He's five foot five. How much of a punch could he pack? Little little guy he is. He's a little guy. I want to say um, before I go, everybody else that's, um, that, that is that is a, um, I guess you would say, uh, normies in this channel who come on every single time to watch you guys you guys have a great uh i don't want to call it a following but just a great family that you you guys hang out with almost on a we do basis. yeah we never like to say fans they're just right. our friends hey, like yeah, they really hey. are the most loyal group of friends they tune in every time we're on here man right. it's really such a beautiful group of people that we've made I, friends with man. i want i want to thank them because they've been great supporters of the music too i want I, I appreciate you all of you it really means a lot so thank you guys Great supporters of the music. They all check your show out when you do. Dude, the getting to know series is so cool, man, because it, oh, it's similar to it's similar to what we do. You're just talking to guys, asking them silly things about their childhood. Like, what you what were you into growing up? And you get yeah, you get yeah. a little bit of an insight on these guys that you're I mean, we're watching these guys all the time. You get a little bit of an insight into who they are as a person, you know, instead of the personality they're portraying. Uh, Jason is not five seven though, so Jesus, Jesus was, was 
Jesus is 5'9". The Shroud of Turin shrunk. <laughs> <laughs> it's a linen cloth, bro. It shrunk over time. Yeah, someone put Jesus. it through the dryer. Definitely. Come on, it's a linen cloth. It's cotton in there or something. My wife. Was you were one of you're one of my favorite people I've met doing this. And Thanks, if there's man, ever if there's ever anything we can do to help promote anything you're doing, dude. Eventually, my dream is to have the guys that we've really made friendships with to be on one network, and we're gonna have like a. I want. I want to. I want to be the Catholic Daily Wire one day. Go for it. Let's do it. And we I want all of that. us to be a part of it, man. Like the the guys that we're that we're all friends right. with. I, we're all gonna do this together. So when all one right. of us gets big, we try to bring the others up. So. We appreciate all the all, all the love you show us too, man. Thank you Absolutely. so much. God bless you guys. Thanks again for inviting me. Yeah, dude, yeah. you're welcome on anytime. Yeah. Always reach out. Peace out. Yeah, yeah. I see you, brother. <clears throat> yeah, dude, he's funny as anything. Dude. He's the best. He's just <laughs> he's so funny. I'm guessing his wife might must not watch his stuff either. I ho- I can't imagine. <laughs> he's constantly he's a bigger chauvinist than me. He makes more women jokes than I ever did. <laughs> Uh, let's see what does Don say. Don's always got funny lines. He say his dream is to have all the guys he's met go back into that's that is every every man's dream, right? Do you there. imagine if we get the whole crew back in time, bro? <laughs> oh, that song, that song's in my head. Oh, is it? Yeah, he yeah. is very cool. Um, let's see. Uh, so what's next? Uh, yeah, so you want to get some of your? Yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't want to burden him with. Some, I really want to play Corey Feldman, dude. Uh, dude. Come on, let's go, Corey Feldman, bro. We all grew dude, up. I just want to remember him as, first of all, as the. Mouth. We just had we had fifty five people in the chat. Enoch leaves and ten people left. You guys got to be kidding me. Either That's that, or he turned off his bot farm. <laughs> dude, let's go, Corey Feldman. Come on, it's the most cringe thing ever. It's gonna be amazing. Let's go. Listen, dude, we, we want to take bets up. on how many people we gain or lose when we start playing this, dude. We, this is gonna be the viral clip for us. Okay, listen to me. We're going viral this, this with this clip. Listen, let's get it prepared. Get it ready. Here's the thing: we all grew up watching Corey Feldman. He was in Goonies. He was in License to Drive. He's in all these movies I grew up watching when I was a kid. Uh, I think he was in 16 Candles, or maybe not. I don't know. All these guys look the same. Who was the other Corey? Corey, uh, the one who died. It was Corey Feldman and Corey Hain, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was Corey Feldman and Corey Hain, the two Corys. They were growing up. Corey, Dude, you- I mean, Corey Feldman, is in, uh, he was in Gremlins. Come on, guys. Give me some movies here. What else was Corey Feldman in? We grew up watching this kid. Then what happens with child actors is they hit puberty, and they look like aliens. They get molested. They look like aliens and they can't stay relevant no matter how much they try, right? They try and they try, but they just can't stay relevant. Now, we have a really big surprise for all you people who are not in our Telegram who have not seen this yet. So now Corey Feldman is a phenomenal musician. I know you guys like Enoch, but Corey Feldman is the greatest musician. And look, he had some time away from the game and he's the comeback king. So he just put a new song out called The Comeback King. And it's just, look, he is the Comeback King. Like, you know, the guy who sent this to me in the group chat. You know how many pictures I'm having to go through to find this? Oh, it's all of to... Jason's stupid memes, too. Jason, oh, Jason you're the worst, dude. <laughs> Who's texting me? No, we have to find it, dude. Um... While, while you look for that. I you thought this was a Connor, funny picture the you, other day. 
Top Gun 2 is poo-poo. Um, why did you remove Connor as a mod? I removed all mods for tonight. For tonight? Yeah, things were getting contentious with the mod, so no one gets to be a mod tonight. People. Wait, what happened? What do you mean? I didn't. Did I miss something? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what did I miss? Was I want to? You, you know when all a- the guys were talking about who they'd go waste with an AK forty-seven back in history. Yeah. All the women were were talking about the contentious issue. Was it? What was it? NFP? No. No. What do you mean? What's the contentious issue with the women? Margot timed out uh, Michael Hodges for five minutes. For what? I I don't know. I didn't what get a chance to see doing? it. We're all friends here. What are you guys doing timing people from the telegram? Out? Listen, here's the thing. I know Michael's annoying. <laughs> I like Michael. No, I really do. I genuinely like Michael. I don't. I don't. Guys, we can have different opinions on things. I know. I think Michael. Um, he just look. He has a different opinion, but he's very. He's never been uncharitable to anybody, and I genuinely like Michael. I think he just has a different opinion than us. So, like, come on, Margo, you're a little, you're a little bit of a tyrant, there, Margo. <laughs> right? Margo's a little bit of a tyrant. I think so. Let's see, Margo, <laughs> you don't represent all trads. Who cares if he's attacking trads? Let him attack trads. Who cares? Oh, he said something to you personally that's different. He said something personal and that's different. Um, come on, we got Corey Feldman or what? I am trying to find it. Where did we send Corey Feldman? I sent it to the Telegram. Was that where it is in the Telegram? Oh, where we get the Telegram. a thousand messages an hour sometimes? Yeah, but is it can you is it hard to find like videos and stuff in Telegram? Whoa, let's uh, I see. can look. Welcome to the train wreck, everyone. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, maybe I could talk about something else while uh, <laughs> while Rob's trying to. All right, Rob's going to try and find that, and I am going to tell you guys. Uh, let's see what we got here. Um, uh, let's see. I'm forwarding uh, it to you on Telegram. Uh, no, don't do do it in the WhatsApp. Okay, fine. Oh, you want to know something? I watched the Netflix versus the world documentary. And that's Rob. Keep looking. So Netflix versus the world is on Prime. And what is that about? It's about the rise of Netflix. So um, it was a really good documentary because Netflix really started out as like just like gonna prove it. You're a beautiful soul. You gotta. We need video, Rob. We need video, Rob. I know. I know. Here we go. All right. Forget. I really don't want to watch this. Forget Netflix. You guys. I'm gonna. We are about to reveal. Corey Feldman's hit song, The Comeback King. Let's go. You guys, I apologize for this. No, I don't. You guys are going to love it. me in your head all night. You're a beautiful soul, but no one knows it. We all have sadness and moments that we love. It's the worst thing ever. Show them who is Oh my God. <laughs> No, put it back up. Put it with the video. We need the video. Swing, you better make it sting. Cause I'm the comeback king. I'm the comeback, comeback king. You know, know what I mean? I'm gonna die. Alright, take it off. That's the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Shannon, I ask him that every 
day. Every single day, I send at least one version <laughs> of that to him. Trust me. The thing is, I want that song stuck in everybody's head before the night's over. Rob, we have to do. We have to make an intro with that song on. He's like Michael Jackson, but looks like you know a drugged out Marilyn Manson. Which so the the thing is, is that's redundant. that's very perceptive of you because he is obsessed with Michael Jackson. So like if like I, creepy, I went on a right? YouTube I went down a YouTube hole the other day looking at Corey Feldman videos because I'm so glad you did that on your account and not on your voting Babylon. <laughs> oh, that's it. I'm doing it on there now. No. Subscribing to his channel and everything. You, you know the other day when there was that um well, actually I think it was Michael Hodges before he joined the telegram, he commented, and then you're like, dude, you watch anime because you looked at his <laughs> do you know how okay. many animated anime videos our youtube account recommended to me every because time i log into it because of because that? because yes because of that okay so yeah so <laughs> wait what happened uh, did she you really just, throw him out of the ab telegram no i don't think so oh all right i thought he was asking to post it so that he could get back in margo if you threw him out of the ab telegram is she is she a moderator no. in there no no one's a okay. moderator in there either okay Okay, so, okay, all right, Michael, I thought she threw you out. So, yeah, so Michael Hodge's first comment to us was like a snide remark or something about, about something, Kennedy. About Kennedy or something. Kennedy. So, oh, yeah, that's exactly what it was. He made a comment about Kennedy being like schismatic or something. I said, so I, when you, when you leave a comment, if it lets me click on your YouTube thing, and we went back and we saw Michael Hodge's playlist, and all Michael Hodge's playlists were anime videos. So I responded to him. I said, "Mike, we're obviously not for you. Why don't you go back back and watch another anime video?" <laughs> so now our AB channel is just flooded with anime videos, apparently. Um, yeah. So um, Corey Feldman is. I think he was he, like my, he went to Michael Jackson's. You know. Uh, what Neverland, like as a kid, and he is obsessed with Michael Jack. He he dances like him. He thinks he's the next Michael Jackson. But at what dying? Know. Because look how old is he? How old he is? It's just so weird, dude. I went and I spent two hours watching Corey Feldman videos the other day. He had an appearance on on the Today Show that went horribly wrong, and he accused them of setting him up and stuff. Like, dude, if you want to really, if you're, it's like bored, you going on a show. I bet, <laughs> dude. If you're bored one day, just go check the Corey Feldman YouTube channel out. It is one of the craziest, most insane thing. He was abused. Um, because he talked about what's so weird is he talked about putting out like a book about like exposing all the abuse in Hollywood and he, and he puts it out and doesn't name a single person. Right. Like it's he, like he wanted, he wanted to take credit for like, I'm going to, I'm going to expose all the abusers. And then he never exposed a single person It's pretty weird. Cause he's the one that's made a lot of claims about what, what happened to like Corey Haynes. Right. Yeah. They come from. They come from Corey Feldman, who knew him. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that's right. You're reminding me of that. Yes. So when Corey Heen died, it was like a lot of a lot of things came out that he was abused when he was a kid. Corey Feldman made it like he was going to actually. You, you make it like you're not a Corey Feldman fan, Rob. I see you're in the know. You watch his channel too. Don't don't lie. Oh no, hey, what, it, it was what did the conversation say? I had with Joe about abuse in Hollywood. <laughs> 
Don, you better stop it because I will make sure Rob plays that video every single episode from now on. And that's the end of Avoiding Babylon, everyone. He's not going anywhere. You can't end it just like that. But we are ending with that video, so keep it on standby. All right, oh. All right what do we got? What time we got? I don't know what else we, like got. 20, we got like 20 minutes. Uh, How about the Desert topics? Island one? Um, okay, so yeah, this is one of Rob's. Who would you choose to be stuck on a des- desert island with? A Mormon or a Jehovah's Witness? Now, okay, so I had a, um, a Jehovah. I had a, a LVS is Mormon, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I had a Mormon approach. Need to play the voicemails later, without doxing phone numbers. Are there any good ones? Uh, There's um, Bob has two of them where he pretends like we kidnapped him and locked him in the basement. Um, (laughs) Then there's Mac pretending to order pizza, and then there's uh, Joey calling us from his work cell phone in the Caymans to avoid international charges, pretending like he's ordering Chinese food. I was hoping people were going to call and be like, dude, you guys really do bring a little levity to my day. Thank you. Not one of those. <laughs> so, it's Joey calling. Uh, I'd like the poo-poo platter, please. <laughs> I was hoping. First off, I want, especially if like somebody new comes across this channel, Like, I want to know how you found us, and I want to know what you actually enjoy about the show. You guys can leave us a nice message. We will post that. I want to know what psychological condition you have that drives you to watch us. I want to know why you enjoy this show. (laughs) It doesn't make sense why people still tune in. Um, uh, Yeah, so... Uh, oh, so I had a, I had a I had a um, a Mormon, Mormon approach me. I'm I'm working, and the guy comes up to me. He goes, "Sir, can I talk to you for a moment?" I'm like, "Okay, what's going on?" He goes, "Sir, would you like to come to church with me on Sunday?" I'm like, "What kind of church?" He goes, "Well, it's just a Christian church." Okay, what kind of Christian That's are never you? Never a good sign. <laughs> okay, what kind of Christian are you? Well, I'm we're the Latter Day Saints. I go, "Oh, you're the Latter Day Saints." I go, "Kid, listen." You don't have the chance to evangelize me. I'm just telling you right now. I go, but would you like to come to church with me on Sunday? What do you, where do you go to church? I said, I'm Catholic. If you want to sit down, we can go over the Bible and we can start talking. He goes, no, sir, I have some other places I have to be. And he started walking away. <laughs> they are very intimidated when you start to speak like you know what you're talking about. Uh, there was um, in a, like a, one of the Facebook like groups for the local area. I saw um, someone post something like, uh, their new missionary from the LDS here in the area, and they want to know what your favorite scripture verse is. So, of course, me being the online troll that I am and was off Twitter, Matthew 16. Just move it. No, no, John 1, where it you know, denies their whole concept of what they think God and Jesus are. So, I posted that, and of course, she, you know, then this, this missionary who's just an 18 year old girl sent away from her home in Montana to try to, you know, proselytize to normal people. You know, like message, like message, and wanted to like talk about how I can know for sure that I'll be with my family forever in heaven. And I'm like, you know, actually, I'm I'm a I'm I'm a faithful Catholic that really loves theology and has a podcast. Would you want to talk sometime? <laughs> that was the end of it. <laughs> if you actually know anything about what you're talking about, they back right off. Mm-hmm. Um, I so who has the Watchtower? Is that Jehovah's Witness? That's Jehovah's Witness. Yeah. Okay, so so I have encountered both of these. I didn't know which one was which. I've had people come to me with the Watchtower pamphlet, and they want to... Now, what is the difference in their theology, though? I thought they were very similar, no? Mormons and Jehovah's Witness? You know, it's, um, it's 
the best res- quick resource for this would be the the videos that Jeremiah that Paleocrit has put out on both. Uh, but it's also, been like eight months since I've watched them. So, but also like you can never deny Catholic answers and their apologetics for, for stuff like that. It is good. Yeah, um, Catholic answers is phenomenal for their apologetic so, stuff. Like before, before Francis, I would have gone to them for everything, you know, and then Francis came and it started like people got a little wishy-washy and stuff. So yeah, this, this is, there's a lot of, a lot of differences, but this is the big, the big one here. Mormons believe that Jesus or, you know, God, the father is God of earth, but he's not, what do they call him? A Lyohim or something like that. He's not like the God of the universe. And then you can die and become a god of your own planet where you're the creator of that planet, blah, blah, blah. That's blah. the Mormons? That's Mormons, yeah. So Mormons are the nutty ones who think they get their own planet. So, which makes sense because um, we watched uh, The Expanse and they built the spaceship to go out to their planet. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the LDS uh, spaceship. They were trying to go out yeah. to their own planet. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, so now, Jehovah's Witnesses, what do they, what do they believe? So, like, like Brandon said, they're they're more or less a sort of Aryan cult. Um, for instance, in John one, they their translation, which you know claims to have been translated by by their founder, who was proven in court to not even know the letters of the Greek alphabet. Like, there's court records where they show him a, a Greek letter and ask him what is this letter, and he doesn't know, even though he claims he translate you know had the correct translation of the Holy Bible. Um, but like their translation of John one says not that Jesus um, is God, but Jesus is a God, lowercase G, but not, not in the sense of like polytheism. So they actually it. have a different translation of the new Testament. The, yeah. I forget what theirs <laughs> is called, but yes, it both do. The Mormon translation of the Bible is, is just as whacked out. So which one is Joseph Smith? <clears throat> that that's Mormonism. He's the okay, so now, jo- a prophet. Now, the, okay, so Joseph Smith's a prophet, and he finds these gold tablets in the in America. In a, yeah, in America, you know the the Mormons believe that the Native Americans are a lost tribe of Israel, more or less, and they they think that there's massive ruins somewhere in the Americas of this great lost you know, civilization of the lost tribe of, of Israel. Um, and yeah, they think, yeah, they think that a, a new Testament was given to Joseph Smith by uh, an angel named Moroni on gold tablets. And wow, this is some wacky stuff. So just, just, we're going to get into a, a minute of theology now. So now the lost tribes of Israel, Right. Mm-hmm. This is this is actually kind of an interesting thing. So, the lost tribe tribes of Israel. So, what happens is the 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 northern and the southern kingdom of Israel split after after Ro Ro uh, Roabim, right? Ro uh, Rehoboam. Rehoboam, yeah. Rehoboam. So the northern kingdom splits off. Shut up, Hope. What's she say? You don't speak to She's, your wife that way. I heard her chuckling at me for Oh, because he's mispronouncing hope though. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> if you right? make a hope. spelling error or if you mispronounce something, hope is all over you, man. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> I love when hope participates. Uh um, so the, the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom split. 
So now, Southern Kingdom being Judah and uh, Benjamin, right? Yeah. So now, what 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 happens is the the Northern Kingdom, uh, the, they talk about the lost tribes of Israel. Now, what happens is these lost tribes get dispersed, and this is the diaspora. So, like, they get dispersed throughout the 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 Gentiles. Now, there's this prophecy in the Old Testament that God will gather in his children and he will reunite the 12 tribes of Israel. Mm -hmm. So now everybody like, so you'll catch a lot of Protestants talk about like, where's these lost tribes of Israel? Like where, where are the, where are the lost tribes? Because there's this prophecy that still hasn't been fulfilled. But what happens is these lost tribes are dispersed throughout the Gentiles so much so that for all intents and purposes, they actually are Gentiles. Like they are Gentiles. They're not still a tribe. They're the Samaritans. They're the, they're so intermixed that they are for, they are Gentiles. So the way that God reunites those lost tribes is by bringing the Gentiles into the kingdom. So it really, that's, that's something that Protestants miss that through Christ and through the Eucharist, it's no longer, Gentile and Jew, they are one in Christ in the new kingdom. So it's no longer we worship in the temple. It's not that it's not this, it's not that the the tribes have to go. So you'll hear Protestants talk about this third temple period also, like that has to be a temple before the Antichrist comes. Oh, that's actually that could get into our uh, another subject on the list. That's on the list, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll get there. So maybe we will, maybe we'll use that as a segue. So these lost tribes of Israel are so dispersed into the Gentiles that when Christ rises and we have no longer used the temple, that now wherever the Eucharist, wherever the king is, that's where the kingdom is, right? And where is the king? He's wherever the Eucharist is celebrated. Mm-hmm. So now when Paul goes and he starts spreading the gospel throughout these lands and converting the Gentiles, those lost tribes now come into the church. And that is how the 12 tribes of Israel are united. And that's how that prophecy is fulfilled. And, and Protestants don't understand that. It's just totally lost on them because they don't understand the Eucharistic kingdom that Christ initiated. Um, now, what does this all have to do with who you want on a desert island with you? <laughs> it, uh, what, was the, what was the topic you wanted to, to actually segue this into? Was, um, who who you want on a desert island with you? All right, so I don't I don't know who's more annoying. For me, it's less about annoying and more about you utility, because there's a lot of crazy things Jehovah's Witnesses believe that will prevent them from being useful. Like they they won't give or or take blood transfusions, right? What if, I mean, not that you'd be Why won't you do that? I don't know any of this stuff. I don't know. I, I, I don't know the specifics as to why. I just, for instance, they don't celebrate birthdays. How boring would it be to be stuck on a desert island with someone the rest of your life and you can't celebrate birthdays? Yeah, no, but, but, but you're, t- you're missing, you're not taking into account that I'm converting either one. Okay, well, who I'm there case, with? I'm con- well, in that case, Don, Don is right. Mormons are preppers. For instance, no, no, we, we have we have to. This this things you're missing in this scenario. Is my wife there? Is my wife there? Is it just me and one Mormon? 
Am I there with a tribe of Mormons? A tribe of Jehovah's Witnesses? What is the deal? You have to give me more groundwork here. I can't just work with well, who would you rather be on an island with? I need details here. There's a lot that goes you're into play really, here. You're really pulling it. It depends on the situation. For us. Oh, no, it place. does. Am I there with a crew Yet of Catholics? I can't, go in, I can't go into details about whether I want an AK or an AR. In, this is different, all right? Oh, is this different? Yeah, because look, here's why. Because <laughs> people pop people pop that question on Twitter all the time. It's like it's like you're stuck on a tw- on a desert island with your Twitter five Twitter friends. Which five friends are you on with? And I see like it's always like, dude, I'll never I don't want to be stuck on it. How long are we on this island for? First off, is it a year? Is it forever? Is my wife okay. alive? Here's the situation. No things. Like I can't here's the situation. You say you were traveling on a on a plane. You're without your family. Your family's alive and well. Plane goes down. You survive. One other male survives. Well, that's what you see. On, that, okay, so now island. that changes everything. Not necessarily forever. Say you want to try to get off the island or get rescued. You're stuck on the island with another man. You don't know if you're getting off. You don't know if you're getting off. You don't know if you're staying there forever. You want to survive, but you also want to try to get off somehow. Okay. Do you choose the Mormon or the Jehovah Witness? Okay, so the, look, um, here's why I asked all these things. Because when people do the Twitter thing, I see a lot of guys throwing their girl Twitter friends on there. And it's like, I'm not, I don't want to be on an island with no chicks. I don't, I don't need that temptation in my face. And I don't need to have the burden of caring for some woman. It's a pain in the ass. I want men with me if we're going to survive and we're going to try Plus, and get off the island. if they die and you have to eat them, do you? I mean, if, it's kind of weird, right? I, I mean, I'd rather eat a guy. Would you? I don't know, honestly. I just, I don't know. That's a that's a good that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jason, you want to, look? Is your wife with you? If your wife's not with you and your wife's still alive, you really want to be thrown on an island with the in like with the inability to know like what could happen? Like, I don't, I can't. No, I don't want that. I don't even want that temptation in my face. Like, what if we're here forever? You know, I don't need that. No. Nah, nah. Stick me there with a couple of guys. We'll figure this out. We're going to build a hut. Then we're going to build a boat. We're going to we're going to make a friend named Wilson. We're going to get through this. <laughs> uh, See, I bet making a friend named Wilson probably against some Jehovah Witness belief. All right, now I'm going Mormon. Here's the jo- all right. Wait. See, here's here's which my ones, thought. Wait, which ones think we get the planet? Mormons. All right, I'm going Jehovah's Witness. That's just Why? Because you think the Mormons are going to be like, I want my planet now and just off themselves? I don't know, but that's just such a weird thing. They think they're going to be a god or running a planet one day. Like, what co- Here's the thing, though. believe that absurdity? You know most of those prepackaged survival food companies? Yeah. Owned by Mormons. All right, I'm picking the Mormon. There's a firearm company that almost got the, um, the contract for the next generation army rifle. Mormons. So they know guns. They know food. I, they're, I'd say, way more useful. Yeah, they're, they're oh, yeah, but, nuts, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. You sold me. I'm going Mormon. <laughs> Here's the thing: you find a bottle of alcohol with either one, they're not going to drink it, so it's all yours. More for me. <laughs> they really don't drink, huh? I, um, I know for sure. I, like Mormons don't even drink caffeine in a lot of cases. I don't know about alcohol. I don't believe so. Don't- uh, Mormons don't have birthdays and stuff, right? Because yeah, because my friend was a. I Mormon. thought that was Jehovah's Witness. Oh yeah, and I'm sorry, Jehovah's Witness. Because my friend was a Jehovah's Witness. He did, he so he left the Jehovah's Witnesses, and he just celebrated his daughter's 
first, the first, not her first birthday, the first time they celebrated a birthday for his daughter was this year because he finally got himself out of the cult. Mm. There was, uh, I was watching Adam Curry on um, Rogan today, and Adam Curry was just talking about how, like, he just started reading the Bible, and he's like, you know, like, there's a lot of evidence there. And, and Rogan, in his typical fashion, just starts bad. Well, why do you think Jesus was the son of God? Like, that's a, like how much evidence is there? And I felt bad for Adam Curry because Adam Curry, like, just started reading scripture. And he's like, I, I, dude, I, I can't explain it. Like, I don't know. And I feel like Rogan always does that to guys who don't know any way to respond. And it's like, I, I just wish somebody that actually understood. Rogan's too drugged out of his mind on marijuana. To know but he to just respond. has such a simplistic understanding of, like, he's like, well, didn't Constantine really have a say in what goes in the Bible? I was like, no, Joe. No, that's not what happened. Not at all. Constantine called a church council, and these things that were being debated from. Constantine was dead when the, the, the canon was canonized. Of course. And, but the point is, uh, I don't know if Rogan's a Satanist because Rogan just doesn't. So Rogan was saying that well, he does believe Ro there's a God. Well, Ro Rogan is a libertarian, right? Yeah. I think that's safe to say. Libertarianism is Luciferianism because Luciferianism is all about freedom, not, you know, it's, it's about license. Well, not liberty. Eric Sammons is a libertarian, so settle down. Well, not in. The libertarians wouldn't agree with that. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, Joe's right. Uh, Rogan's a, just a, a normal moron. And that's yeah. what I think. Like, So when I heard that conversation today, it was like he was talking to Adam Curry. And I felt bad for Adam Curry because Adam Curry seems like he's getting on that road to like, I think what, what it is, is Adam Curry was saying, dude, I just see so many things going on. And the crisis that's going on in the world, he's starting to see that there's evil. Like, he's literally seeing evil in his face. He's seeing, like, demonic activity, and it made him pick up his Bible and actually read his scripture. And he was like, he goes, dude, I, I you know, I was a lot of this was too hard for me to understand, but, like, I got to the New Testament, and it's just something, you know, it was just something felt right to me. And I just, you know, even this morning I was reading it, and there's these couple of passages, things that Jesus said that just really helped me keep my life centered and focused and i just hate when somebody comes on that's on that path and then rogan tries to badger them into thinking they're stupid for even looking into something like this it really was frustrating yeah um all right let's go next on the list uh bu -bu 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 -bu. <laughs> yeah oh the nhl flyers player that wouldn't wear the rainbow jersey Right. I don't know his name, but I heard the story. Yeah. Yeah. So like everybody's uh um uh I would I would not do Rogan without Rob. It, like in all honesty. If I had Rob there to because some of the things sometimes I say things and I'm a little off on something and I need Rob there to back like I, I, I have a very solid understanding of a lot of things, but I need Rob there to back me up on things. If, I would do it Rogan would Rogan would try to catch you on a little slip up and then jump down your throat about it. And I would be nervous as anything being on his show, and I would probably fall into that trap. Like, that's the other thing. Joe's such a powerful personality. He's the biggest show in the world. Guys go in there, they don't want to look stupid, right? So, like, he'll ask them a question. He's like, ah, Joe, just leave me alone about this. Like, I, look, it's just a thing I'm on right now. <laughs> um, so, all right. So, Mike, this is exactly my point. Um, everybody's making a big deal like it's a victory. 
like this, this one guy, oh, he stood his ground. And dude, I'm, I, it was an amazing thing. It almost reminded me like the Enoch Burke scenario. Enoch Burke is the Irish teacher who refused to yeah. use the kids' pronouns. They arrested him. He spent months in jail. He gets out. He goes right back to the school. Today, I was reading another thing. He keeps going back to the school. They keep arresting this guy. He's like, I'm not giving up. Like, I don't care what you people say. I did nothing wrong. I'm not going to lie. You're not going to force me to say something that's not true. And he keeps going back into this. This this hockey player, they wanted him to wear a rainbow jersey for practice, for warm-up. They wanted him. Uh, I'm glad Rob's hooked me out of watching hockey this year. Well, it's true, but the NHL is gay. Um, so he refuses to wear the rainbow jersey, the pride jersey for warm up. They're all over this guy. What do you mean? Why won't you wear the pride jersey? He goes, look, it, it's not something that, you know, it's not something that uh, works with my religion. Um, I don't care what others do. That's the end of this. I'm not having this conversation again. Next question. Well, what do you mean? And they keep asking. He goes, I said, next question. I said all I have to say about this. This is something that I that I believe deeply about. This is my religion, and I'm not going to go against it. They kept badgering about it. Everybody's acting like this guy's so brave, and he is. Don't get me wrong. I'm not taking that away from him. My point is the entire team wore the jersey. Not mm-hmm. one other guy stood there by his side. And to me, that's not a cultural win. That's a sign of the collapse that not one guy was willing to stand there with him and just say, look, this has nothing to do with the jersey at this point. This has nothing to do with the, even if you don't believe the same thing as him, it's like, dude, you're not going to force me to wear something that I, that I don't care about. Like, what do you, like, I'm not going to, what, you're going to take my contract away because I won't put your, your stupid, dude, this is really like it, cult level insanity that it's like if you don't look this is why it's so scary that francis is backing down on some of these issues because if you don't have the moral authority of the world which is the catholic church at least telling us look you you know this is not okay if he's saying that we need to decriminalize these things around the world you're left on your own you don't even have the pope's backing in it that's that's what i was going to say it's it's like the whole vaccine issue right catholics who are against this hoped and thought that they could when you know when they need an exception go to the the catholic church to stand behind them and say no this is you know this is not something we believe in and st- and there were places where maybe that happened there were more places where the church said we're not going to stand behind you and say we agree but we are going to say we don't believe anyone should be coerced but then there was like the Vatican self saying, no, you should get this shot that's going to, you know, not only violate be- your belief, but also kill you in a couple of years like we're seeing now. Not only that, Francis came straight out and said, you have a moral obligation to get it. Okay. So when I filed for my exemption, I was told you cannot get an exemption as a Catholic on that basis, you need to get a specific priest to sign off on that, to sign off on it. And thank God, thank God I knew a priest who was faithful and signed off on my exemption and actually wrote out, no, I am Anthony's pastor. He comes to mass here every week. This is something that I am advising him against getting. And this is why. And, and, you know, wrote, uh, wrote wrote a, a beautiful letter for me that I was able to get my exemption. Now, if I did not have a priest that I knew that was 
faithful enough to, to see the, the writing on the wall, I would have been in a lot of trouble, specifically because of the things Francis said. Our diocese put out a statement that you could use that said, you know, the Catholic Church teaches that in this in this sort of issue that, you know, you can't cannot be coerced. Um, but the diocese also forbade all priests from signing any exemptions. Yeah, my, my bishop banned all priests from doing that. The bishop in uh, New York City, like Dolan, also did the same thing. My priest signed that for me against the bishop's wishes. And he did that because he had a deep conviction in his heart. And not only me signed one for a few other people for me on my behalf and said, and I said, look, I know these people don't go to your parish. Uh, He said, as long as he goes, are they Catholic? Do they take their faith seriously? He goes, as long as that is met, that they go to mass each week and they take their faith seriously, that is fine. I'm not going to sign it for just some guy who needs an exemption. As long as this is a Catholic who takes his faith seriously and really does have a moral objection to this, uh, I'll sign a letter for them. And it was really a beautiful, beautiful thing that that he did. Uh, Anthony, I had you with a letter at that time. Uh, Steven says, I don't know. Um, I don't know what he means. You're not a priest. I don't know what you mean. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. I think we, I think we ran through most of our topics. We'll keep another running list. Um, It was really cool having Enoch on tonight, man. That was fun. He's a, he's, he's really a a, a good dude. Um, I would like to get Gordon on for one of these. I would like to get Kennedy on for one of these. The next one of these we're doing is going to be next Friday. Joe Boca will be at my house. It will be live. Me and Joe. It's been a while since I've talk- I mean, besides that, that few minutes I popped on last one, it's it's been a while since I've talked to Joe. So that'll be fun. Yeah, yeah it's gonna be fun. So we meet you and Joe for that episode. So sweet. Um, we're we're gonna try and um, have a couple don't, of interesting conversations. Don't, uh, you we're- and Joe don't stay up too late that night because we got Flanders the next morning. Don't forget. But that's at ten a.m. So I'll be fine. I, I mean, we do this okay. until ten at night, and I get up in the morning for four a.m. So, yeah. But we're gonna we're going to have a general discussion. Um, but we're gonna have a couple of bullet points for that episode. Uh, Wednesday night we'll do a semi-serious show. And then Friday night, we'll do the off the rails episode with Joe Boca at my house. My wife will be away and we will. That's going to be a fun one. Um, Yeah. Let's see. Um, Yeah. I'm excited to see you and Joe talk again, too. You guys haven't really seen each other since uh, Steubenville. Right. Yeah. I don't think think Joe did the show with us that that night. The recap. Right. No. There was the day he was looking for you in a panic. Other, uh, other than that, I haven't talked. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fun. The three of us. <laughs> um, me and Joe talk every day. Joe, me and Joe talk. Like me and Joe, I helped Joe crack a little bit of a, a sleuth case today. So you guys will see some of that news coming out. <laughs> um, show us the cat. The cat's upstairs. Thank gosh. Thank goodness. <laughs> um, I'm kind of surprised you haven't had some. Uh, chicken fried rice yet well i honestly the cat knows not to come near me like i don't pet <laughs> it i don't go near it I, it knows not to come near me it only the only time it'll come near me is if it's hungry and it like just wraps its tail around my leg and meows like, a lot meow. yeah it's just <laughs> that's the only time the cat bothers me so but um this is a fun one it's a little a little, keep a the little cat away from steven yeah so uh 
Wednesday, we'll, we'll, we'll throw you guys a topic. We'll see what happens in the news cycle this week because Wednesdays, I like to do a little serious stuff. And I think if we, I don't think we should make the thumbnail Monday again because Francis tends to drop things out of nowhere. And it's like, I know we should, we'll wait till Wednesday morning, whatever the, whatever the hot topic is that day. That's what we'll talk about. And then, uh, Friday will be off the rails and we'll go from there. I may do something on Thursday with Connor or, We'll see. My wife will be away, so I got I got time to, to go on next week. Uh, I don't feel like talking too much, said I. Yeah, me neither. I think we're done with that conversation, right? Yeah, I, th- I mean, it was had, right? I think Unless that conversation big happens where, like, yeah, I think me you know, and another book from Benedict comes out saying he didn't resign. Yeah. <laughs> well, me and Joe had a great conversation of just having to have a conversation when you disagree with somebody. So the next episode, I've never had a dull conversation with Joe. Yeah, you know what? You know what topic would be good for the next off the rails, especially with Joe, but yet probably will get us kicked off. What? Catholic support for the Amish. <laughs> That's a great topic with him. <laughs> but we yeah, get kicked that off. would be good. We'll see. I'll talk. I'll talk to Joe this week. Um, uh, Anthony, T- uh, Tim Gordon, and Kennedy are my day. Yeah. Yeah, and I and yeah, I would say that I would say that's accurate for me too. So uh, he's saying Joe is saying like the, those are the people he talks to on a regular basis. I interact with those guys pretty much regularly too. I mean, Rob's obviously me and Rob talk throughout the entire day constantly. Um, but yeah, at Joe, 6 yeah, starting at six a.m. at five a.m. by you. But uh, me and Joe have at least one phone conversation a day. So we'll uh, we'll wrap this up. Uh, we will see you guys. Um, I'm going snowboarding Saturday, so I'm not going to see you guys till next Wednesday. I really do look forward to the the days off. Like it's it's cool little build up for Wednesday and Thursday, you know. So we'll yeah. see how it goes. We got anything else we got to we got to say before we sign off? Well, you know, I I thought I was going to get to meet uh, Tim Flanders on Saturday, and I was hoping to maybe record some of that. But uh, between the talk and the flights, there's not going to be enough time. So that will have to happen another time. But what do you mean? Why aren't you gonna have time? Not me. Fl- Tim won't. So he was he just Fly- flying in, giving a flying talk, and in for the talk, and then flying out. Yeah. Really. Yep. That stinks. That's not cool. All right, we'll have to do. You, we, we, we're, so we're doing next Saturday with Tim Flanders anyway. So that'll be a fun one. That'll so we'll get Tim one. on. We'll give him a little guff for not being able to hang with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for checking us out. We can't tell you how much we appreciate it. Please share the show with everybody. That's uh, that's the way to go with it, guys. Thank you so much. Have a good night, everyone.